Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to the fireworks. <laughs> yeah, oh boy, oh boy, that's for sure. I'm Tony. And I'm Peggy. And we are two RV industry veterans who travel part-time. In a small trailer. Looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips. Tricks. And discounts. It is just past 4th of July and we saw lots of fireworks from my sister's backyard, which was great. We didn't have to travel. Yep. And here we still sit in my sister's yard. <laughs> yeah. And we'll be here. And we will be here for a couple weeks longer or whenever. <laughs> yeah. What's that they say about fish and house guests? Right, right. When they get tired of us, then we'll think of somewhere else to go. Yep. But we did go camping with them. We might have talked about that last <laughs> week, but I realized after we got back that Tony really got internet withdrawal while we were going. Oh, yeah. Well, it was three days <laughs> and there was literally, like we've talked about our internet in the past and how we have three cell phone plans. Right. A cell phone booster. A Wi-Fi booster. Yeah, Wi-Fi booster. And, and we did nothing. Nothing. We couldn't even text each other from one no. camp to the other. Our phones suddenly just became... Cameras. Disconnected cameras. <laughs> Maybe I'm, I wouldn't say I'm addicted because it's how we make our living. It's how but. we make our living. But yeah, he really was not unhappy to turn around and come back to the land of the internet. <laughs> and we've been invited to go another time, but we may or may not make it. Yeah, we'll see. We shall see. But anyway, but it was, it was certainly beautiful. In terms of the view and the piece, it was on point. I took my GoPro camera and suction cupped it to the uh, windshield of our truck. Yes. And did a overnight time lapse photo. And boy, that I'll, I'll post. There are only a few of the pictures that are really good, but I will post them with the show notes on the Stressless Camping website. Great. Because they're kind of cool, at least to me. Well, we are going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and. I guess kind of talk about why we say we are RV industry veterans. Yeah, and we have some deets about the podcast, too. So be right back after this. Camping is all about great experiences, and that's why we love Harvest Hosts. Harvest Hosts is the gateway to beautiful overnighting experiences. And with Harvest Hosts, you can boondock at wineries and breweries, cultural destinations, golf courses, so much more. It's a great alternative to traditional campgrounds. Yeah, a lot of those really great pictures you've seen online, like Instagram and such, have been taken at Harvest Host destinations, and you can experience those yourself. You can, and we've got a good deal on Harvest Host memberships on our partners page at StresslessCamping.com. Enjoy your next Stressless Camping getaway at a beautiful destination and save money in the process. Winner, winner. Everyone's a winner. Yeah. Hey, chicken dinner. <laughs> All right. We are back, and this is a very special episode. Yes, it's the end of season three. Yeah, we have been doing this for three full years. And we thank 
everyone who has listened to the 157 episodes that have come before this one. Yeah. And we thank everyone who's listening to 158. (laughs) (laughs) The numbers just keep growing week by week. So we're glad we're able to provide you value. And I, well, Peggy had a good idea. She thought, why don't we kind of go back and explain who we are and why we are doing a podcast and what's the point and just all (laughs) all of those all of those things and i thought ah that's a great idea so uh if you came here to learn something you won't this week no you might learn something (laughs) it might not help you with your setup or unhitching but we'll help you with something i'm sure (laughs) i'm being a smart aleck that's that's part of my job don't you know well Peggy, who are you? <laughs> so I'm Peggy. Really? And I maintain that I was conceived on my parents' honeymoon because they did take a camping trip and I was born nine months later. So, yep. <laughs> and then as a child, we camped a lot. My family camped a lot in my parents' pickup camper. And my grandparents would come. We lived in Colorado at the time, and my grandparents lived in California. And my grandparents would come sometimes in the summer and pick up my sister and I and take us back to California for summer visits. So that was also in a pickup camper. So that was fun. And I, I was, you know, kind of thinking through my, my memories and two memories popped up about those camper trips. And one is that we got to stand on the four corners of the United States. You know, we were like nine or 10 years old and that was very exciting. And the other one is, I remember one time getting to a KOA campground and rushing into our bathing suits and running to the pool that was just green, completely non-maintained. It was so disappointing. But they were great trips, and then we got to have our summer visits, and so that was really fun. And then in high school, actually, we would camp some with my extended family and my mom bought a 1966 Winnebago as her daily driver so it was our family vehicle but it was also our weekend camping vehicle and we would go out with extended family my grandparents belonged to a dune buggy club and so we would go out to the desert and just you know camp in the desert a lot of times during my you know like high school years And then my grandparents changed from their pickup camper to a Frito-Lay truck that was converted into a motorhome. And that was really cool. And they took my sister and my cousin and I on a vacation up the Oregon coast. And that was also very memorable. We had really great times. The girls, all three of us girls slept in a tent. And there was a day that I went into the motorhome to go to the bathroom and I saw a mouse and I was like, For some reason, I was afraid to go back in the motorhome, but I wasn't afraid to go in the tent, which sort of doesn't make any sense now that I think about it. So after high school, I actually worked helping build travel trailers. I worked for a company called Alpha Leisure, which has since gone away. But in the days that I worked there in the early 80s, they made travel trailers and fifth wheels. They later went on to motorhomes, but... When I was there, they made travel trailers and fifth wheels, and I worked for the cabinet shop, and I made pretty much every drawer for a year that went into any of those units. 
Huh. I need to find a vintage Alpha. Yeah. And see if we could Look at check the old it drawers. out. Does it say Peggy made this on the drawer? I wish I would have put a sticker on everyone now. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that job, a couple years later when I was in college, I was a geology student. And so we had to take a lot of field trips and I tent camped or I camped in either my Toyota 4Runner, which was pretty cool, or my RAV4, which was kind of small. <laughs> yeah, but you did a pretty good job. Like you would fold. No, you took out the back seat of the RAV4. In right? the RAV4, I took out both of the back seats. In the 4Runner, I just flipped them down and it made a nice bed. But in the RAV4, I took out the seats and traveled without them. And if I laid diagonally with my feet a little bit under the front passenger seat that was squished all the way to the very front, I could sleep pretty comfortably. <laughs> then I just had that room on the front seat and maybe in the diagonal for extra stuff. And at that time you had Sherman too, right? No, I had Sherman when I had the Forerunner. There was plenty of room for me and my dog in that Forerunner. Yeah, Sherman was a big German Shepherd. Yeah. She had before she met old Tony. No, Tony. <laughs> so when you went riding in the pickup camper with your grandparents did you get a ride up on top we did I, I think with both my parents and my grandparents i know that we traveled we traveled a lot with my parents in the camper and so we would lay up on the bed over top of the cab and watch out the window or we'd lay on the bed at the back and tap on the window trying to get my mom's attention because we wanted to stop and i can remember her turning around and looking at us through the back of the truck window and saying five minutes no matter where we were or how long it was going to be on the road. Five minutes! <laughs> In those days, the kids didn't have uh, video games to entertain them. We did not. And so there were four of us. So I guess we entertained or bothered each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Peggy ultimately has two sisters and two brothers. Right. But at that time, there were just four of us. And we all rode back there and just made our way across the country. Yeah, pretty darn cool. So that's how you got into camp. You were kind of born into camping. I was kind of born into camping. What about you? Well, I've told this story before. We did probably the normal amount of camping of any typical family when I was a, a wee lad. We would go on a lot of like weekend trips, and that was always in a tent. And I know... <laughs> My dad, my dad would go to the surplus store and buy military surplus shovels and tents and just all kinds of stuff like that. And of course, we'd take them camping. We'd go a lot to places like Yosemite and Mammoth. Mammoth was somewhere we went quite a bit. But just a lot of the, and we grew up in Southern California in LA, and you'd be surprised, but in those days, there were a lot of places to go camping and it wasn't as crowded as it is now, naturally. Mm -hmm. So great places to go camping. And it was always tent camping for us until, you know, we would go to the L.A. County Fair. And I would see the motorhomes. Yeah, you know, all the normal kids would go to the rides <laughs> and check out the animals. Not me, man. I made a beeline for the motorhomes. And so I would go and annoy all the motorhome salespeople and walk around through all the RVs. And I was absolutely fascinated by them, that you could take your, your house on the road with you. It was just so neat to me that everything was there. So one summer, I think when I was in high school, there was a dude at my dad's work who had an old, I think a champion motorhome. 
and he would rent it to just people. And so one summer we rented it and uh, took it up to Mammoth. Surprise, surprise. That thing was just a hunk of junk. It broke down on the way in, I think, in Bishop. The fan belts were all shot. There was literally aluminum foil in the fuse box hmm. instead of fuses. Wow. Somehow the black tank, no, the gray tank had to have been disconnected because when I went to the bathroom while we were driving, I could look down and see the road out of the shower drain. Huh. So I was fascinated by that. And this thing was just a rattly hunk of, I was poorly maintained and my dad said no we're not doing this again and i was disappointed i i like the fact that we went you know in this motorhome but i was pretty disappointed that that was our first and only motorhome trip i guess that might spoil you on traveling in your own house <laughs> oh it was just this thing was just so badly maintained yeah. and i think my dad when we got back well first like i say we we were broken down and then my dad went and got some of his, my, I remember my dad saying, oh, I got my money back on this thing because it was such a, he, as when, and my dad was an engineer, so here's this, this thing that's so poorly designed and built, and he fixed so much stuff in that thing. He returned it in much better condition than what he rented it in. Hmm. I'll try to remember to put a picture of that old motorhome too it was uh we of course we have lots of pictures and i even i think i've mentioned that as part of our downsizing i've recorded all of the old super 8 movies my dad took yeah and one of those is of that motorhome trip so oh, okay. i know i have photographs or at least or movies i don't know anyway who cares <laughs> <laughs> so then, as you may remember, Peggy and I used to own a bed and breakfast. And after we sold that, we were both like, well, now what? <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking around at what's out there, and I saw an advert on Facebook for someone to work in an RV dealership. And I thought, ooh, that sounds good. And so I went and applied and got the job. And it was a small enough dealership that I not only did sales, but I eventually got to handle the warranty department. And that was eye-opening, too. I bet it was. <laughs> <laughs> Just seeing how the RV industry works and how RVs are built and things like that was, was pretty educational for me. One of the things that really surprised me, so as a dealership, you get these reps that come in from the RV companies and you know try to tell you how wonderful this RV or that RV is. And I always ask them, what kind of RV do you have? And, oh, uh, we don't go RVing. It was such a letdown, to be honest. But yet it's so common in the RV industry. That it really these, is. That, yeah, that these RV people don't bother using their own products. And now, well, we'll get to this, but <laughs> I, we do a lot of content for a lot of different people. And one of those is a daily RV review that I write for RVTravel.com. And you just can see the RVs where nobody has ever really camped in them. Nobody has ever bothered to just take them out for the weekend and try them out. All those times that you're doing something in your RV and you go, who in the heck thought it was a good idea to put this here? Yeah. Well, whoever it was, was an engineer or a designer or a, 
accountant and not a camper. <laughs> no, boy, isn't that the truth? One of the interesting things as part of RV travel, they have a pretty neat team of people writing stories. And one of those is somebody who has owned an RV repair facility for some time. And he and I were talking yesterday about Alpha Leisure. I, I don't remember even how that came up. But anyway, hmm. Alpha Leisure used to have his RV repair facility, they would literally pay them once a year to shut down their operations for a week and come and just go through the assembly process and go through the line and see how they could make things better and see how they could prevent some of the repair issues. And he said he's also the authorized repair person for another brand and now they're like, when he files warranty claims and says, how, how did you think this through? They they were, they just are like, well, it doesn't matter. Just fix it, basically. Mm. Anyway, I my soapbox. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring it out. <laughs> That's my, you know, I've always been fascinated by RVs. I've always been fascinated by the RV industry. And I continue to be fascinated by the RV industry. And any chance I get to go and see how they're made or see something new or different, which... I didn't tell Peggy, but we're going to go do next week. Oh, all right. <laughs> we're going to an RV factory here in Colorado. And by the way, that's where we are right now. We are in Colorado, a little bit north of Denver. Yep. And we'll be for at least a couple more weeks. Yeah. So it's our, our most stationary since we left California. Right, exactly. Hopefully, if anyone's still awake, we can... <laughs> we can continue. <laughs> and we'll talk about how did this podcast come to be? Yeah. So I do want to back up a little bit because we got in all the way up into you working for a dealership. And of course, by then we'd been together quite some time. And I want to go back to kind of the beginning of our camping experience together. And the first one is the night that we spent <laughs> in a parking structure in Pasadena so that we could get up in the morning and watch the Rose Parade on January 1st. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was, well, we were at a New Year's Eve party. Yeah. You know, it ended at midnight, and I asked Peya, hey, have you ever seen the Rose Parade up close and personal? She said, no, I haven't. We had a Ford pickup with a camper shell at the time, so I think we threw in some sleeping bags and that kind of stuff, and off we went, camped in the parking lot by the Rose Parade, and the next day woke up and... Saw the line to get coffee 10 miles yeah. long, but we but saw we the Rose Parade. In, <laughs> yeah, we saw the Rose Parade in person. That was pretty slick. Here's an odd, another odd fact. I've actually marched in the Rose Parade. They have a thing called the Tournament of Roses Honor Band, and they pull from bands all over Southern California, and you go and practice with the Pasadena City College Band, and you get a march in the Rose Parade, and I got to play clarinet in the Rose Parade Honor Band. Oh. So I like the Rose Parade. It's yeah. a January 1st tradition for me. Sure. And then we did camp a few more times in that Ford. We went to a, a camp out with some friends, and one of the friends had a Jayco pop-up trailer. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Unfortunately, they, I don't know, got distracted when they set it up because it wasn't their first rodeo yeah it, it was a first group it was a big group camp out and you know everyone shows up and it's like oh you're here blah yeah. blah you know all the this is why we we 
say. Don't no. interrupt anybody don't interrupt when they're trying to set up. up. Don't let yourself be interrupted and follow your checklist. They forgot to put the props up under the bed on the slide out part. No, it was, they didn't put the stabilizer jacks down. So they show up and, you know, oh, it's great. And they put the top up and open the beds. And Erin was feeling kind of tired. And she gets in and goes on the bed. Well, that changed the weight bias of that little teeny trailer. And it kind of tipped down and landed on the bed, basically. And there's Erin inside just cursing up Blue Streak. She said, get me out of here. Well, none of us could help her for a while because we had to stop laughing first. <laughs> and seeing this trailer kind of tip over was just funny because you know no one was hurt right but then later Aaron and her husband got divorced and he told her just sell the trailer for whatever you can get for it well 500 bucks was her number and we thought it can't beat that right so then that was our pop-up and we had learned from her lesson so we didn't we didn't make that mistake and forget the jacks. <laughs> yeah. And so we had a few adventures in that, including going up to Mammoth for a wedding and yeah. taking my nephew and my best friend camping. And we had a we had a a camping trip with our friends Kirk and Janelle that was oh, gosh, almost yeah. no camping at all. We did some shopping, we did some fast food. We slept and had a fire, and then we got up and went to a restaurant for breakfast, and <laughs> and then we went shopping again. And she got shoes and said it was, and she said she liked camping after that because <laughs> well, she got was, new shoes. <laughs> we used to sponsor a Corvair. We love Corvairs because we're weird, but we sponsored a Corvair that did time trial racing over at Lake Mirage. So we took that. Jayco several times to those races, spent the weekend with all the, the guys and yeah, such. Yeah. I remember one weekend coming home from that and the wind started to blow. They had, can they had canceled the day's racing because they're like, it's going to get windy here. And yeah. so it did. And boy, we were just leaving there and it was a blinding sandstorm. Dry lakes have very, very, if you don't know, very, very fine, not even sand, just dust, you know, very, very fine sand. And when the wind picks that up and just puts it in the air, it's like driving through pea soup. You can't see even the front of your truck. And so it was a pretty harrowing experience yeah, it's a to <laughs> make sure that you didn't run into someone as you tried to drive out. And we were all going generally the same direction, but still... It was a little scary yeah. until we got off that lake bed. but Yeah, you don't know if someone in front of you has stopped, and you don't want to stop because no one can see your brake lights. And it's, yeah, it's a little, it's a nail biter for yeah. sure. Yeah. So then we bought a bed and breakfast, as we've said, and we knew that we wouldn't really be doing any camping for a while. And so we sold the Jayco to our friend Mike, and he still, nah, until recently, he was still using it as a, as an office because he manages street fairs and things like that. So yep. that was his office for a while. And then we decided to sell the bed and breakfast and we wanted to camp again. And we had happened along the way to pick up a 10 foot cargo trailer. Being nuts that I am, <laughs> I thought, well, that'll make a great RV. And it kind of did. We had cots and then, you know, all the kitchen pieces and mm -hmm. just all the camping stuff. We had our two cots inside for sleeping and we had our whole kitchen set up outside and it worked out pretty well. It was 
you know, good for weekending. It wouldn't have been good for doing what we do now. <laughs> no. I think a lot of places that we've gone wouldn't permit that cargo trailer. That's true. It uh, was including kind Including of a... Harvest Host and Boondockers yeah. Welcome because it wasn't, there Certainly was no not, yeah. facilities Right. But we camped in it a couple times. I camped with the Sisters on the Fly a couple times and we got our use out of it and then we decided all right we're liking this camping thing again let's get serious seriously <laughs> so in 2016 we were shopping we were really shopping for several years yeah not I too tracked. seriously we just every time we saw a dealership we said hey let's stop and look at rvs yeah <laughs> so, i dragged peggy to over we looked at over a hundred rvs believe so it or not in 2016 in december we finally found the rockwood mini light 1905 and figured that was it that was the one for us and we bought that and then for a couple years we did a lot of camping weekends and a couple weeks to quartzite and kind of what a lot of people do, what a lot of yeah. Americans do, a couple weekends and a couple weeks in, during the year. And and we were the typical, well, there's not a typical camper, but... Right, but the weekend warriors and yeah. such. And then in 2020, our lives kind of changed a little bit and we were going to yeah, be able to... Ourselves. Well, I mean, everybody's lives changed a little bit. But after 2020 and things kind of got semi back to normal... We got to start traveling a lot and we made some long trips and we went to Indiana and we just really started doing what we wanted to do, which was do a, we didn't want to be full time and we still, I don't know what we are, where we, what we feel right this minute, but we, <laughs> <laughs> at the time we were still ready to go home to a sticks and bricks, but we were able to make those long trips in the 1905. But when we were out for three months last year, we said perhaps we could use a couple more feet of storage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just living space. So I totaled it. Well, yeah, that's how Tony gets new things. <laughs> is when when he thinks he wants something new, it accidentally gets dropped or broken or rolled or run over. And <laughs> obviously, that was not intentional. But no. for those who don't know, we're coming back to our house in Northern California, and there's a road that had a posted speed limit of 55. So I was going 55, and I hit a drainage ditch so hard it literally split the frame on that little trailer yeah so the insurance company came out guy crawled under it it was the fastest assessment ever guy was like yep it's done and so they totaled the trailer and we started looking around instead of just saying we probably want something with a couple more feet then we said oh, oh we better get shopping yeah <laughs> or else well, we're grounded but concurrently when we bought the mini light I had some questions about the mini light and I looked all over the usual resources, including Facebook. And I really didn't see a good group for Rockwood mini light travel trailers. So I thought, well, might as well start one. And I did. And in the ensuing years, it has grown to almost 10,000 people. And as such, I've gotten to know a lot of the people at the Rockwood operation. The interesting thing is they have made some rather significant changes to the product line based on feedback from the group. They've changed to Goodyear tires. There's a bunch of stuff that they've changed directly as a result of feedback from people in the group. In talking to them, one of the, we 
have been very, very happy with the Rockwood mini light that we had until I destroyed it. <laughs> the way it was made, the materials, the cabinetry, the build quality, I thought was as good as any trailer and better than most of them. And so when this came to pass that the old mini light literally got put out to pasture. We sold it <laughs> as part of the insurance settlement. They actually told us we could keep it because they couldn't pay us what it was worth. And so we sold it to a really nice couple as a guest cottage on a walnut orchard. I kid you not. Yes. And it's still there. Dancing Tree People Farm in Upper Lake, California. So I was talking to the Rockwood people and they said, well, how about you know, we have an idea of some things we'd like tried out in the real world. Would you guys like to become brand ambassadors and we will work with you and you can get this trailer that has some prototype features on it and kind of give us real world feedback and we're able to buy that at a discount. And so it was on our shopping list. It was in our top five as it was. Right, absolutely. And so that just made the decision easier. So we are now brand ambassadors for Rockwood. And so now we have a twenty a 2022 Mini Light 2205S. Yep. All those twos mix me up. I have to <laughs> stumble over that every time. We have a 2205S and we have been living in it literally for yeah, quite literally. a little over a month now. And... We are going to do so until we decide where we want to land next. <laughs> yeah, the house, you know, I think some of you who follow this know that we have a house for sale in California. It is still for sale in California. And unfortunately, current real estate circumstances make it more of a challenge to try to sell the house in California. Yeah. Anyway, there it sits. And in the meantime, we had thought that we were going to have sold the house so we embarked on this long adventure and the adventure has plans through i think october well pretty much we have a lot of things going on here and there all across the country between now and october as tony said and so whatever if we don't yeah. find a house we don't need one because we're going to be on the move a lot anyway <laughs> correct right we are not in any hurry to to buy a house yeah. we do want to buy a house ultimately because our junk needs a place to live right <laughs> <laughs> so that just really all leads to the question of why did we decide to start a podcast yeah that's for <laughs> sure i think i was sort of the fire under the kettle for that right, right? <laughs> and i had already done another podcast about classic cars and i've listened to podcasts for years one of the podcasts i really enjoyed was living the rv dream with john and kathy huggins yes that is no longer being recorded because there were some medical issues that took them off the road but i thought it was a really good podcast in fact our first podcast episode was with john and kathy huggins interviewing them anyway so at the dealership, one of the things that was consistent was okay. the questions that came through. And as people were RV shopping, I noticed that they would ask the same questions over and over and over again. And I thought, gosh, I wish there was a resource for these people so that they could start at a better place and have more information available in a convenient 
place. And so talking to Peggy, I thought, let's, let's do that. And she said, okay, we'll give it a try and see what happens. And that was three years ago. And yeah, here we are. Here we are at the end of our third year, trying to just help everyone get their questions answered, really. Yeah, that's essentially the, the simple goal. And I am a big fan of The Andy Griffiths Show, just in how the tone and the positive nature, and it's not all about controversy and all of that. And I realize that that is a show from... 500 years ago <laughs> but i really like it and among the things i like about it are the theme song yeah and so when we decided to do a podcast that was sort of the goal is to kind of give it that feel and i tried using garage band to record our own song our own version of that and i still have that whistling song thing that i recorded <laughs> but i just didn't it just wasn't just wasn't quite right yeah it was pretty amateurish to be honest <laughs> and so i found a company that does music that you can legally use all over the internet and i bought the song that you hear at the beginning of all of these podcasts and every once in a while he says hey i want to change the song and i know that there are so many people who tell us that as soon as they know that our podcast is ready they start whistling and they get <laughs> they're ready to hear that song and listen to it and sing along and or you know hum along or whatever yeah. and you know one time we changed the name of a facebook group and that did oh, not go over well and i'm afraid that changing our song might do the same yeah so we're we're not likely to change the theme song at this point it is what it is it's, it's pretty darn good yeah i like it it makes me happy hopefully it makes you happy too hopefully so that's us that's why we've been in your ears for three years and we appreciate again that everyone has been listening and commenting and letting us know that they're out there and that they're enjoying us and that we're actually giving them some help on things and maybe some entertainment once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's our goal is to provide a resource of RV information that is not boring and good place to turn to and share information about the RV lifestyle that'll make it a stressless camping experience. Right. So we will be right back after this with our question of the week. Remember that time we followed our GPS and ended up at the top of a cliff overlooking the campground? Yeah, I had to back the trailer down a mountain road. Remember the time we went on that twisty, windy road and hit our awning on a tree? Yeah, I do. But now those kinds of things aren't going to happen anymore thanks to RV Trip Wizard. Right. RV Trip Wizard lets you plan your journeys before you go and then use their app on your phone or tablet to safely navigate that journey. You can set parameters such as how far you want to travel in a day, how many miles you can go between fuel stops, and even read reviews of the campgrounds and places you want to go to. It all takes into account the size of your RV and more. Then you can rest assured that your phone isn't going to lead you into trouble. If you have an RV, you need RV Trip Wizard. Check it out on your discounts and deals page on StresslessCamping.com, where you can also listen to our interview with RV Trip Wizard and learn about the whole RV life suite. Now, now that's Stressless Camping. camping. Last week, we had a little bit of struggle 
with our Camco leveling wedges. Yeah. So our question of the week turned into, how do you stay on the level? <laughs> <laughs> we had some great answers. Adam actually carries a shovel and he digs a trench or a hole for the high side to sit down in. That seems like a lot of work. That but... seems like a lot of work. <laughs> but Adam's a lot younger and a lot better shape than we are, so he can probably hey, round handle is that. Shape. <laughs> Kathleen said that they stayed in a Kentucky State Park, and although they have almost 18 years of experience, they had a really hard time at this particular park. And knowing that the whole campground was watching them try to level. And <laughs> she finishes with, I'm pretty sure we could have benefited from marriage counseling after that. <laughs> that reminds me of those shirts that say, you know, forgive me for what I said while yeah. we were setting up the trailer. <laughs> yeah. And so Mark responded to her that he was on a site in, also in Kentucky. And it was five and a half inches off from one side oh, to the dear. other. And that, wow, like they don't even make wedges that high. So... That's very interesting. He also said that he uses lumber pieces to raise and lower, the, uh, to raise the low side. So I guess he, I hope he had five and a half inches of lumber that day. <laughs> Maybe if you bring a lot of wood, whatever doesn't end up in the fire might end up under the wheels. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Mary Lou and Mike both said that they really like their Anderson wedges and they will continue to use them. And I think that we really, really liked our Anderson wedge. And yeah. the reason we stopped was we heard that they're too long to go between the two axles of the mini light. But the p way that people fixed that was to cut the tip off. And I'm almost thinking that might be a long-term answer for yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, we may go back to the Andersons. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed with those Camco leveling wedges. Right. I'm not surprising because I like Camco stuff generally. Generally, yeah. So thank you all for answering and keeping us all on the level. <laughs> <laughs> this week, I'm actually sharing a question from Mike Trobeck that he asked on our group. And we asked for questions and Mike asked a terrific one. And I don't have an answer yet, so I need another week to think about it. So I'm going to ask everyone. If someone said you get only one camping trip in 2023, where would you choose and why? One to two weeks, lower 48. Huh. So we will think about our answer and answer that next week. And we would love to get some input. Maybe one of you will give us such inspiration that that will be our answer. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> that is our question for this week. And as you know, you can answer all the questions of the week on our Fun and Friendly Stressless Camping Podcast Facebook group. Which you can also get to from our website, any of the page, the little blue F at the top, will take you right to our Facebook group. Also, while you're on the website, did you know we did a once a week newsletter? And it's free! That's right, and we have links to the stories, videos, and podcasts that will help you get the most out of your RV experience. So if you visit the website, if it's your first time, there will be a pop-up that asks you, and if it's not your first time, you just go to the bottom of any page, and there will be the opportunity to sign up for the newsletter. Yep, and we only send one email per week, period, end of story, and never share your information. That's right. And while you're on the website, don't forget our discounts and deals for the best deals on the things you'll need on your stressless camping adventure. And if you've got a great deal for our audience, let us know. Please do. 
and we are in all those social places. So when you're done at stresslesscamping.com, you can jump off to all the places that we are. You'll find the show notes also for this episode number 158 on the website. And if you don't want to miss a future episode of the Stressless Camping Podcast, it's free. It's free to subscribe on any podcast app. We're saving you a seat around our virtual campfire. And of course, a review will help others find this podcast. And boy, over the past three years, there have been plenty of those. And gosh, we're, we're very, very grateful. We are so grateful. Well, thank you again. Hopefully this was a fun episode to listen to. It was certainly a fun one to record. Yes, it was. (laughs) Reliving the past, as it were, and (laughs) looking to the future where we've got lots of travels planned. So with that, we hope you enjoy Happy Happy Camping. Camping. We hope you learned a lot and had some fun and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure, and we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping!